Hello and welcome to Not The Queen's English, the podcast where we tell you all about British English and life in the UK. I'm Holly. And I'm Murray. And this week we're talking about accents. But first, please be upstanding for the national anthem. Of course. <clears throat> Not the Queen's English. Not the Queen's English. Not the Queen's English. So I've been having a look online and I found this list that relates to a study that was carried out a month ago by a dating app in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being on the BBC. I'm not going to mention the name. I can't do any product placement. Other dating apps. Other dating apps, other than the one I haven't named, are available. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what they found in this, well, I mean, it's hard to know how kind of rigorous this was, but. I, I sort of read about it in a tabloid paper online. What are you so. trying to say about our tabloid press? Nothing at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what this study has apparently found uh, is the five most trustworthy accents in the UK and the five least trustworthy accents. Oh, controversial. I know, it is controversial. My it's also found the, the top ten sexiest accents in the UK. Okay. So I was about to ask you if our accents feature on these lists, but given they've got the top ten sexiest, I think we can safely say... That they do or they, they don't. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, was, I wasn't <clears throat> sure where you were going with that, so yeah. Uh, so I think that we should start with the top five most trustworthy accents. Now you lo- know I love a guessing game. Oh my goodness, don't I ever. <laughs> we could be here for many hours, uh, so don't worry listeners, we will sort of trim <laughs> this down if it gets to the sort of fourth hour. Uh, and we're starting to scream at each other because... Yeah, we'll, we we'll be here for hours, but you don't have to be, no. don't worry. <laughs> So the top five most trustworthy accents. Um, you want me to guess? Well, I, yeah, <laughs> I want you to guess. Okay, okay, right. Well, th- not because I find them trustworthy, but what do I think? What people... do you think the yeah. general public? That's the thing. Our, our opinion is probably very different from that of the general public. Okay. And I also, so I want to try and make this a bit easier for you, but some of these are very specific accents, and okay. some of them are very broad. Okay. So right, well, I'm gonna go straight out the out the gate. That's the one, thank you. Straight out the gate, I'm gonna say RP received pronunciation yeah. is trustworthy. Yeah, that, that people is think that. number one on okay. this list. They say received pronunciation, and they put in brackets, aka the Queen's English. Oh, how interesting! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah, that is considered the most trustworthy accent. Now I'm gonna just interrupt and press a little buzzer and say I think that means that one of our accents has kind of already come up in this list. As in, you think I've won? <laughs> is that, is that what you're won. saying? Yeah. Um, in terms of sort of yeah, getting ahead in the world as soon as you have. <laughs> People um, trust me. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> What? I've seen behind the magician's curtain, and uh, I've got a few questions. <laughs> Look, don't get personal. Um, well, okay, that's interesting because I probably wouldn't call my accent RP, received pronunciation, because without getting sort of too heavily into the linguistic arena, like that is a technical term, isn't it? Received well, pronunciation. I it is and it isn't. I think there's something called modern received pronunciation, which I think is the best categorization for your accent. Because otherwise, I don't know what you would say your accent is. Because you're from where are you from? You want to tell the listeners? <laughs> I'm from Cheltenham, which is 
a town in the southwest of England. Yeah, now a West Country accent you certainly don't have. No, I don't have a West Country accent. We can come on to that. Yeah. Um, I, th- this is the thing. Both of us don't really have accents that that tell people where we're from necessarily. I mean, from mine, you know I'm from England, and from yours, you know you're from Scotland. But mm-hmm. specific places don't really sort of... No, and I think, but I think that's the reason that I would say that your accent is closest to RP, because you're, well, you know you're from England, you don't know where, but you also wouldn't necessarily guess that you were working class from what? your accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't I, guess that I was. <laughs> okay, you, you wouldn't erroneously assume that you were working class right, okay. from your accent. Right, okay, I thought you were trying to give me oh, yeah, no, sorry, sorry. a sort of different background than I have. I was like, oh, I didn't know you thought that I'm working class, because I, I don't think that. Well, you sell your labour for money like the rest of us. Well, that's true. But let's not get into that. Um... Yeah, so I, I basically you sound middle class in English, and that's the only thing that someone listening to you can tell about your background. And to me, that means you you speak RP. Well, the, you can also tell that I'm not from the north of England. Uh, but again, RP is based on yeah. South East England, which is not where you're from. But if if you told someone that you were from, I don't know, like a posh bit of London. Or like somewhere in the home counties, somewhere like if someone if you said you were from Kent, I don't think anybody would be surprised. No, um, pe- people do. Well, people often assume I'm from London, but it's partly just because I guess if you meet people from different countries, they've heard of London. Yeah, they won't necessarily. I see you're resisting the categorization of RP a little bit, well, which I can understand. <laughs> um, but I do think I think if you if you had to put your accent in one of the categories that exists for accents, I think that is the best fit. I suppose so. It's it's synonymous with being posh, though, and that's that's something that I feel a bit uncomfortable with because the royal family, for example, definitely speak received pronunciation. But this this thing, though, I think received pronunciation has evolved a lot over the years. So I think when we sometimes when we think of received pronunciation, we're thinking of literally the Queen or like Claire Foy in the Crown with yeah, that like a... cut glass Ew. diction. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think that. That has sort of died out. Young pe- there aren't young people who speak like that, really. No, that's true. Like, even, I think, probably, like, young aristocrats don't necessarily speak like that. Not that I know any. Um, no, but I, it's, I suppose it's that thing as well of people... People don't really want to sound like they're from the royal family. Mm. It's not... I don't know, people... It's not people as fashionable sound, as it once was. Yeah, people want to sound more sort of approachable unless, yeah. like, they own the land that you live on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's something... I mean, you know, if you listen to the BBC, say, 50 years ago, I mean, not even that, 40, 30 years ago, yeah. people did generally sound like I do, but now there's a huge variety of accents. And I think that is, you yeah. know, reflecting that people don't all want to sound... But again, I would say the people who are on the BBC who don't have, like, an identifiable regional accent, quote-unquote, probably sound like you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if there's a sort of neutral, quote-unquote, doing, <laughs> doing a lot of air quotes here, if there's a sort of neutral English, just English accent, it's probably yours. I yeah. Think that's okay. Fair, fair no, I say. think that is fair, and I think what we'd probably say for people who sound like the Queen, uh, God rest her soul, mm. uh, people who sound like members of the royal family, uh, we'd probably call that plummy. Yeah. And I don't know if that just means it sounds a bit like you've got a plum in your mouth. Yeah. Although, what how that sounds, yeah. I'm not sure. But it's that very 
oh, I don't know about that sort of yeah, very exaggerated vowels. Yeah, it's it's a very not to sound judgmental. Thing. No, but you just don't hear people really no, who sound like that. Um, but to conclude, I have got the most trustworthy accent in the UK, according to this study. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And how are you using that privilege for good? Look, I don't <laughs> think we should go into that. I've asked you not to get personal already. I'm sorry. Um, so, can you think of any other accents that might have found their way into the top five most trustworthy? I'm, I'm going to say, like, Geordie. Yes, that is number four on the list. Okay. So Geordie is Newcastle, and I suppose probably like the general Newcastle. T- Tyneside. Oh, Tyneside, mm. yeah, there we go. Yeah. Tyne being the river that runs through Newcastle. Lovely. Newcastle upon Tyne. Nice fact, thank, geography A-level. Uh, thank you, but look, we don't learn where places are in geography A-level. How many oh, times? Oh, what's the point, man? It was just about like soil, Urban moisture, heat budget. Island. Urban heat island, yeah. So, yeah, the Geordie accent, which I'm trying to think of some sort of celebrities who have that. Cheryl Cole from Girls Aloud oh, has yeah. that. Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> if you've ever... That footballer? Yeah. Goodness me, oh, well done. Thank you very much. Um, if you've ever watched Geordie Shaw... Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's, yeah, that's an absolutely beautiful example of the Geordie accent. And it is just a kind of friendly... There's there's just something very like welcoming and friendly about it, so I'm not surprised that people think it's a trustworthy accent. Isn't there something about like call centres all want to open up branches in in Newcastle so that they can have Geordies on the phones? Yeah, people feel put at their ease. Yeah, I think it. there are a lot, and it's it's funny, isn't it? They, they sort of say things like financial advice or what have you that people would trust. Mm. Yeah, trust someone with a Geordie accent, which I, I sort of get because, yeah, it is a really lovely accent and we'll definitely put some stuff in the show notes with some links to examples that you can hear it because we're not going to try and do impressions. No. We've agreed that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, well, though I don't know, sometimes for the purposes of illustration. Okay, what word would you associate most with a Georgie accent? What I, would you try and say if you were to do one? I think I'd say, or pet. Yeah, exactly. That's which what... is just like... Oh, pet. <laughs> yeah, but I think like, it's a very Georgie that, thing. That, like, or sound yeah. is just sort of a... And also that weird sort of, like, glottal stop at the end of pet. Pet, um, yeah. It's very Geordie. Um, which is why if, if Geordies walk past her in the distance, she could be forgiven for thinking they were Danish or something. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I stayed on Orkney on holiday, mm-hmm. um, the Orkney accent is quite similar to Geordie, which is funny. But I suppose like Orkney's very connected to Scandinavian yeah, countries. There's some, there's, sort of there's some kind of overlap Viking there. Thing going if on we there. were linguists we'd probably know what this is all about, but we're not and we don't. And we're not gonna pretend to. We're not gonna support with your intelligence like that. No, listeners. exactly. Um but yeah, okay, so Geordie number four out of five. Okay. What else do you think made this list? I mean, I, I feel like the North is is a productive place for this. Yeah. Yorkshire? Yorkshire, yep, number two. Okay, So lovely. Newcastle is also in the North, but yes. there, there <laughs> are sort of... I think we'd say that there are two very distinctive accents. So there's the Geordie accent and the Newcastle accent, and then yep. there's the Scouse accent, which is the sort of Liverpool, Wirral area accent. Yep. And they're on different sides of the country, yeah, but they're both in the north Mersey of England. Sides. There we go. It's all about the rivers. It's all about the rivers. Um, so they're very, very distinctive, yeah. sort of distinctively different. But then there's also a Yorkshire accent, which, I mean, Yorkshire's such a massive county that yeah. I think 
it, it does just cover a lot of areas. And of course, there's variation within that, but that is a very sort of classic, distinctive This is the, the funny thing, that people just sort of talk very glibly about the North, quote-unquote, but like... It, it oh my is... God, stop quote-unquote. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but as someone who's quite often gone from Edinburgh to like places in the south of England on the train, there is a lot of the North. It is a big old place. It is um, also just really funny that when people in the UK say the North, yeah. generally they mean the North of England. So we, we live in Edinburgh and we say when we say the North, we mean the North of England, even though it's south of where we live. Yeah, which is quite weird. And the actual North for us is, you know, Aberdeen and the yeah. Northern Isles. I guess it's because in Scotland, you would probably say the Highlands if you mean the Northwest of Scotland and you'd say the Northeast to mean the northeast of Scotland, like Aberdeen and places like oh, that. Okay. Uh, whereas in England, you say the north to mean the north of England, and the northeast to mean like Newcastle, yeah. and Durham, and places like that. Um, but yeah, it is very weird that we say the north, meaning somewhere mm. quite considerably south of us. Now, can you think of uh, some good examples of people with Yorkshire accents? Jane McDonald's, <laughs> Queen of Our Hearts. Queen of Our Hearts, yeah. Maybe someone that someone that from like an international. <laughs> Does Sean Bean have an, a Northern a Yorkshire accent, or is it just from those um, Yorkshire tea adverts that I'm getting? Did he do the Yorkshire tea adverts? Yeah, and I was like, how did they afford that? I they're an international conglomerate. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's um, although it sounds like it's sort of sort of cutesy thing. Because do you remember there was a bit of like a sort of um, there were some people up in arms about this a few years back when. I don't know. If oh someone yeah, someone had... had tweeted them being like, uh, "I just found out your tea isn't grown in Yorkshire." <laughs> oh, God. But, like, it's called Yorkshire tea, do you know what I mean? Are we getting into libel here, should we move on? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> this is the thing we should say about, when people talk about, like, the North and the South, the first thing people always say is, like, how do you pronounce Bath? Yeah. Because you would say... I'd say Bath. Whereas most people in the North of England would say, like I say, Bath. Yeah. Um, With, like, a short A sound. I think when people say, quote-unquote, a Northern accent, I'm so sorry, quote-unquote, when people say a Northern accent, I feel like usually what they mean is, like, sort of Manchester, Lancashire... Yorkshire. Yeah. I think that that sort of Sheffield, continuum. Leeds. Yeah. yeah. It's uh-huh. what people are thinking of. They're not thinking necessarily of like because if you would say Geordie or Scouse if that's what yeah, you meant. Yeah, you would sort of differentiate. Um but yeah, saying bath instead of bath and saying like um lovely yeah. instead of lovely. Now, linguists call that the foot strut merger, merger. Foot strut because merger. So, so you... <laughs> sounds like one of my nights out. <laughs> Uh, lovely. Because <laughs> um, you would say foot and strut yeah. with di- with different vowel sounds, whereas in the north they would both be like foot and strut. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay, that's really interesting. So you've got the bath trap merger, merger, the bath trap merger, yeah. and then the foot strut merger. Well, there I was saying that we're not linguists, and here you are. Well, I'm just a boy with access to Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, is there any difference? Standing in front of a girl. <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got three of the top five. We've got three of the top five. So so far, we've got number one RP, number two Yorkshire, and number four Geordie. So you've got two more to get. So would you like any sort of clues? Are the rest? Are, are there any more in the north of England? No. Oh really? Mm-hmm. So people trust Georgies, but Georgies, <laughs> Georgies, but not Scousers. Correct. Is Scousers the word? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Georgies, but not Scousers. That is very troubling. Um, like West Country? No. Uh, Welsh. Yes. That's nice. And again, they don't differentiate between the North Welsh and the South Welsh. I think most people... Because I, I had never heard a North Welsh accent until a few years ago, and I was I was astounded yeah, and delighted. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely. We'll put, we'll put a link in the notes, because 
it has to be heard to be believed. Yeah, it's just, just gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, but I think that yeah, the one that people know most is the sort of Tom Jones <laughs> valleys lilting. Yeah, sort of that beautiful melodious. Now where accent. where are the valleys? Is it around like Cardiff? I think well, it's like south, more like uh, near Swansea, and then Merthyr Tedville and places okay. like that. Because now is Tom Jones from Merthyr, or am I thinking of Shirley Bassey? Oh, I don't know. I think one of them might be, but yeah, it's that. It's just that beautiful kind of soft, melodious yeah. accent. It's that South Wales mining community. That that is the sort of the Welsh culture and accent that most people in the rest of the UK are familiar with. Mm. And like Gavin and Stacey, yeah. that kind of accent. Yeah, that's that's just a classic kind of Welsh accent. I can see that people would find that very trustworthy. I think, again, there's a lot of call centres. Yeah. The BBC uh, documentary programme, uh, The Call Centre, is oh. set in Wales. I don't know if that's in Swansea. I know, I think it might be wherever it is anyway. It's set in Wales. And I think, I guess it goes to show that people do find that trustworthy and businesses, therefore, yeah. put call centres in those places. It's just lush. That, like, I just, I just love Wales. Uh, like the way people talk that it's just so like melodious it's beautiful that I mean you know there's a there's a rich uh, singing tradition in Wales this is true everyone in Wales can sing and I say this as someone who is half Welsh I'm not I'm not completely making no we're not, of... we're not exoticizing. no <laughs> we're not exoticizing. um okay so Welsh is number three so we've got one more to get it's the fifth one on the list and I wonder if you'd like any kind of clues give me a clue uh, it's a city. It's not a you know a wider region. Gosh, a city in England? No. A city in Scotland? Yes. God, Glasgow? No. Edinburgh? Yeah. What? Yeah. <clears throat> that really surprises me because I don't think most people in the UK would know what an an quote unquote. Oh, God. What a specifically Edinburgh accent sounds like. <laughs> like, I think people know the sort of... And I can do Scottish accents because I'm Scottish. It's not offensive when I do it. I think most people probably think of either, like, Miss Jean Brodie. So, like, my girls, <laughs> mornings, I have no accent, whatever. Mm. Um, or they just think of, like, a general purpose Scottish accent for Edinburgh. Because when I think of Edinburgh, I think of an English accent more Well, than yeah, Edinburgh. there are a lot of English people um, here. But I I would say that you have an Edinburgh accent, although you're not from Edinburgh. Tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Bathgate, <laughs> represent. It's about half an hour west of Edinburgh. Um, yeah, well, I mean, this is yeah. the thing. So I was having my nails done last night and I told <laughs> I told my nail technician that you are from Bathgate and she said, oh, does he sound quite west then? And I said, no. Oh my God, this this is such a, like, this is such a thing. Anywhere like, that's west of Edinburgh. My seemingly. brother works in Edinburgh and everybody's like basically calls him a Ouija, which is what we call people from Glasgow. Yeah, short for Glaswegian. Glaswegian, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I've had people say that to me before, like, oh, because you're from out west. And it's like, no. But I, I don't know, like, I don't know, it's quite... The biggest town near to Bathgate is Livingston, and that is mostly full of people... Like, most people ended up in Livingston in, like, the 70s because they were moved out of Glasgow. Like, because um, it, it's a new town, and Glasgow is very overcrowded, so lots of people moved out of the city centre of Glasgow to places like Livingston. Ah. So I guess the Glasgow accent has just sort of, like... Because, like, there, was, there were a million people in Glasgow at one point, which, in a country of five million people, which is what the Scottish population is, that is quite a big sort of cultural influence. So I guess that has just been dispersed eastward a bit. But I don't know, I think of Glasgow as sounding quite... Like, the west coast of Scotland is sounding quite distinct mm. from how I sound. So, and even, like, my brother, who has a much stronger accent. 
than I do. Well, I, like, so um, I'm thinking of famous Glaswegian accents. I mean, Billy Connolly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, James McAvoy. He's got a lovely accent. I think he's got a very, like, soft accent, though. I don't think he sounds particularly Glasgow. Well, he's probably had to tone it down a bit, be, just being around, you yeah, know, being maybe. in Hollywood and stuff, because... I expect that if he, you know, talks the way he speaks to his family, a lot of people would find it hard to follow because he probably uses a lot of Scots and he's, yeah, yeah, certainly got a, a distinctive accent. I'm just, I just can't get over this that the Edinburgh accent is trustworthy. I wonder if that is m- more to do with the image that people have in their heads of Edinburgh as a city, just being quite sort of calm and genteel well so i think i think this might be a moment to go over to the least trustworthy accents (laughs) now i i don't want to dwell on this because i think it's pretty horrible yeah this is harsh because it it is probably just like rooted in like class yeah divisions and stuff and i yeah i find it and i i just don't agree with it at all yeah don't let me guess these ones okay no i'll just no that yeah let's not get into sort of stereotypes you know what i really don't trust um okay so number one brummy brummy is like the birmingham that's so harsh i think brummy sounds so friendly so do i i can't believe it number two is scouse the liverpool accent Number three is Cockney, so the East End of London. Number four is Essex, which is quite similar to Gosh. Cockney. And number five is Glaswegian. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was absolutely shocked That by is this. mad to me that you would make such a big distinction between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Like, that to me is nothing to do with accents. No. That is to do with... It's a class thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm... Edinburgh's pretty posh, and Glasgow I mean, there's, there's, there are very, very poor posh. parts of Edinburgh, but, yeah. like, in terms of the sort of, like, cultural reputation of these cities and the rest of the UK, like, Edinburgh's where you go in August to, like, watch student theatre, <laughs> and Glasgow was admittedly the murder capital of Europe. But it's uh, not it's anymore. It's not anymore. It's well, lovely. Well, actually, I don't know. Do we know that it's not anymore? I can't remember that. Well, it, well, it might be, the... but it's, it's, not, it's certainly not as bad as it was. No. Um... Yeah. Poor Glasgow. It's, it's not abs- his fault. It's beautiful. And I was amazed the first time we went there because I feel like I've seen it in <laughs> film and on television as just people making it out to be just a really dodgy place and yeah. just a sort of non-welcoming place to be. And it's one of the friendliest cities people I've ever been so to. People are so much friendlier in Glasgow yeah, than you hate I'm, this. Yeah, that's why whenever, I can't stand it. People whenever, talk to you. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Whenever you go there, you always get a bit of chat. People are always ready to talk to you, and yeah. I'm I am so up for that. Whereas, yeah, Paul Murray, I'm much more comfortable in Edinburgh, where people just try to pretend that you don't exist. Yeah, it's like being in England in that respect that everyone ignores. Well, but like being in the south of England, everyone ignores each other in Edinburgh. Yeah, you you don't want to get involved. There's there's a, a phrase that people always like claim is like the Edinburgh catchphrase, which is "You'll have had your tea." And, like, this is allegedly what you say to visitors when they arrive. Like, saying, like, oh, I suppose you've already eaten. The meaning being, because I don't want to feed you. Now, that's funny, because <laughs> does it mean you've had your tea as in you've you've eaten? Because to me, saying, like, having your tea as, like, for your dinner, mm. it, that's, like, not a very posh thing to say. I would say, like, oh, should we have our tea? But it's... Yeah, it's not particularly posh. You'd say dinner or maybe even supper if you're really posh. So do you, does it I mean tea you've eaten it? Does I've it mean always, like a I've, cup of tea? I've always... Well, because your tea is definitely dinner. 
Like, because yeah. saying your tea about a cup of tea would imply that you're sort of allotted one cup of tea per day. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it sounds much more specific. Yeah. I've always interpreted that to mean dinner. I don't know if words for meals are something that are very class associated in, yeah. in the UK. and But I'm not sure that it works quite the same in Scotland as it does in England. It's a different place. It's a different country. It's a different country. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, yeah, I... I don't well, want shame to, on everyone yeah. who answered. I would have refused to answer those questions. All accents are trustworthy and beautiful in equal measure. Yeah, and I do, and we love every accent on that list, don't we? Oh I mean, God, I, yeah. I can't. Well, I was about to say I can't think of an accent I don't really like in the UK, but the, probably the only one I don't like is sort of like mine because there's so many, oh you goodness. know, so many politicians talk like. But I do. If I had to pick an untrustworthy accent, it would be yours because you know posh people are much more likely to be lying to you. Yeah, all the time. Um, okay, then the the Sexy second part ones. of the study: the top ten sexiest accents in the UK. Now. This is this is absurd. Okay, so I Well, first of all, can I ask have people because people don't know things. Have people said Irish? Yes. You know that's literally Irish is number 1 on the list even though Ireland is not in the UK. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Yeah, this was apparently published in the Sun newspaper. Oh, I well, say newspaper, but yeah, yeah. toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Again, and without wanting to be libelous. No, I mean, you know, some people like toilet paper. It's a very useful thing. Well, that's true. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I say some people like toilet paper, so we don't. <laughs> we just use sponges on Yeah, we're a bidet family. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, okay, so yeah, number one on this list is Irish, which is just ridiculous. That's pathetic. Ireland is not in the UK. It's not in the UK. We love the Irish accent, Ireland is not in the UK. Yeah. Um, now, would you like to guess any more? Shall I read you? Well, it's Northern Irish on it anyway. Northern Irish is number two. So people knew there was a difference between Northern Ireland and Ireland and yet still claimed Ireland as a UK accent. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <sighs> That's strange. Okay. Uh, number three, Geordie. Okay, yeah. N- number four, Welsh. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Number five, received pronunciation. As sexy. Yeah. Were they asking Americans in this? Because, like, no uh, offence, but surely those are the only people who think that that's a sexy accent. Well, I yeah, I don't sort of want to get into this too much, but I think, yeah. I, I think, you know, the sort of bossiness, maybe. Of, oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, number six is Yorkshire. So, so far, there's a bit of an overlap between the accents people find trustworthy and the accents people find sexy. Then we diverge. Number seven, Glaswegian. Okay. I would agree with this 100%. I think it's (laughs) one of the most beautiful accents in the world. Mm. But it's funny that people find it sexy and also untrustworthy. Yeah, people... And I think that that is very telling. Oh my God, work on yourselves. Number eight, Cockney. So again, something that people didn't find trustworthy, but they find it sexy. Interesting. Number nine, Brummy, again. Oh my God, I I must say, I don't find Brummy to be a sexy accent. Friendly, lovely, charming, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't fill me with desire. Well, we'll we'll go away and work on this. (laughs) Uh, And number 10 is Cornish. And just, well, you know, when whenever people are making uh, are imitating a Cornish accent, they always say the word "lover." All right, my lover. Uh, hello, my lover. Yeah, are you allowed to do that because you're from the West Country? Well, I'm not kind from of. the West Country, but I am from the Southwest. Okay. Um, but I think yeah, that's just about acceptable. Okay. I I wonder if it's you know because of things like pole dark. Oh, and, he and doesn't have a lot. Cornish accent, though, does he? 
No, I not mean, Demelza, really. or whatever she's called. Yeah, she has a Cornish accent. And I wonder if it's this thing of, you know, a lot of, um, like, chick lit and rom-coms and stuff are, are set, you know, the woman mm. has a stressful life in London and then she moves to Cornwall and there's, like, a hunky local fisherman or uh. whatever. So I, I wonder if some of it comes from... I think Cornwall is very romanticised yeah. in the UK because people <clears throat> want to go on holiday there. It's but just I feel like, like people often imitate that accent in like quite a disparaging way to to be like, oh, you know, these people are a bit rural and simple and backward or whatever. Like it's yeah. not something that's often praised very much. No, which is, which very is sad. so sad. <clears throat> and there's also a Cornish language. Yes. How, now, how many people speak Cornish? Well, it, it it died out completely the Cornish language. So um, there are now I think about five hundred speakers, but those are all people who've like there's been like an active movement to revive it. Um, yeah, it's very similar to Welsh. If you're interested, there's a Welsh singer called Gweno who sings in Welsh and latterly sings in Cornish. She is the daughter of like one of the people who like revived Cornish, and he basically rose her, rose her, <laughs> raised her speaking Welsh and Cornish. Uh, so she's so yeah. There's a sort of burgeoning scene in the Cornish language, but we'll it's... put a link to that as well then, because yeah, you yeah, you might so just want to hear. I know, and I haven't heard. I haven't really heard any examples of Cornish. I think I think that there are words that come from Cornish that have gone into the kind of local dialect as well in Cornwall. But I can tell you an example though, oddly enough. Well, I think there's a. Th- I I don't know if there's a thing of like. Um, see, we're gonna have to cut this bit out probably because I don't. I just Slander. feel like in no, but I feel like in some of the audiobooks I've listened to, I don't know if they call women like quines like they would in Aberdeen, or if there's some kind of like. That's a very like Nordic thing that uh, would surprise okay. me if that came from. There, well, there's there's definitely words, but I yeah for like especially for like men and women and and people sort of saying maid as well about women, although I I don't think that's from Cornish, but yeah I, I think there are a few a few distinctions. Um, but I think that now that we know the accents that are the most trustworthy and the sexiest, um, I'm on both of those lists. You're only on one of them. Yeah, I'm trustworthy but not sexy. I'm happy with that. I think that's, that's good. I think yeah, be reliable. That that surely that's all anyone can ask for in life. Yeah, sexiness fades, but you know, reliability that's forever. Oh, yeah, beautiful. that's that's a nice way to think about it. But I think we should just like dwell for a minute on the difference between our accents. I say the difference, the many differences between yes. our accents. Um, what do you think is the kind of like? If if someone is just learning English, for example, are there any key words they should listen out for, or like key sounds well, that I, really differentiate between us? I think anything involving an R, because basically, I, I imagine if you've learned English as a foreign language, you've probably had to put a lot of effort into learning not to pronounce the letter R um, <laughs> at the end of syllables. Because I, like, having dabbled in various other languages, I can't think of a single other language that does this. Where, like, so how would you say... Uh, the thing that people drive around in. Car. Whereas I'd say car. Um, like, it's not... I'm not saying car. I'm not rolling the R, but I am sort of, like, articulating it. The same way as, like, Americans. Articulating. Exactly. Uh, same way as Americans would do. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a pretty key difference. Uh, there's also a place where I don't put an R, where you would, um, which is between... To, so, for ah. example, the name Pamela Anderson. 
Pamela Anderson. Yeah. So you're sticking an R in between those two words to sort of bridge between the two A's. But I'm also not pronouncing the R in Anderson. Yeah, there's no logic <laughs> to just, it. I've just moved the R along Absolutely somehow. no logic to it. Well, I just think, yeah, if something ends in an <clears throat> A and then the next... We, something ends in a vowel and the next thing starts with a vowel, it's just easier. Like, things run together. It's, it's just strange because, like, it's not something that I... Like, it doesn't feel awkward to me to say Pamela Anderson, to, like, stop in the middle. No. Um, it's just natural. But it's, I think it's very, like, we say a, uh, uh, <laughs> an apple, but a door. Um, you know, so it's quite normal in English. It's obviously a feature of English to, like, stick sounds in mm. t- to make. But it's just, for whatever reason, doesn't happen in Scotland, that Pamela Anderson thing. And not everyone in England does that. But oh, really? No, because I, I think, I don't know, maybe, like, actors have been taught not to do it. I sometimes, you know, listen to audiobooks ah. or watch things and people <clears throat> people don't do that. Because I, I've become very conscious of it now because... But I hate that because I feel like you've stopped doing it, which I think is sad. Because it's just like an... It's just... And I don't even think that it's considered to be, like, not posh or anything. I've heard really posh people do it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. I think the thing that I've really made an effort is when something ends in a W. So, like, um, raw edges. Ah. That's something they talk about a lot on things like sewing bee with the fabric. Yeah. There's raw edges. But I would naturally say raw edges. Yeah. Which is just mad. <laughs> it's just mad. Like, replacing a W with an R. It's quite raw strange. Raw edges. But, uh, you know, I know what, <laughs> what I mean. I'm a big... Um, fan of just like leaning into your own accent because like to be honest I think those things that I say that it's only because I noticed I was stopping saying them that I was like losing parts of my accent from living with an English person uh like... don't lash out like that. <laughs> it's not my fault well ever since because you know we met at university bit of a bit of backstory here we met at university in England so I've spent a lot of my time around English people or people with English accents um and I think naturally that has just sort of neutralised my accent a little bit but but I now make more of a conscious effort to hold on to things um, that are distinctly from where I'm from just because I think it's more interesting if everybody doesn't just speak the same way um, but in terms of differences between our accents I think the letter R is a big big one Um, but also uh, certain vowel sounds Um, so like the the one that people always seem to laugh at um, when we were at university was how I say things like spoon. Oh, cute, <laughs> cute. So like, there's um there's a supermarket chain that has the slogan "Good with food." Um, do they only use that in Scotland? I'm not sure, but it, those good the words those two words rhyme in your accent. Yeah, whereas but they, they don't. don't in mine. Yeah. Good with food. Yeah, food has this long like food. That that sound <laughs> just doesn't exist in in my accent. I don't think. No, um, and the sort of long a you don't have that either. No, well, it's, I catch myself saying father. And I, I'm, the the one it was this is from university from like buying coffee. I started saying Americano <laughs> instead of Americano, um, and the one you always laugh at is when I say bra. Bra. <laughs> Which now, it's objectively funny. But I don't know if it's just because you've laughed at me for that. But I, it now sounds really weird to me when I say bra, and I catch myself saying bra. Not that I talk about Who bras a lot. No, um, goodness But yeah, it's not that kind of show. No, it's a family show. Um, yeah, so so vowels, I mean, that's got a broad category, but vowels and the letter R, um, yeah. And and also, the, like, the, the place where this comes out most is, like, puns or things that rhyme uh, in one of oh, our yeah, accents, but not Everything rhymes the... <laughs> in English, everything. Yeah. 
Um, By which I mean in an English accent. <laughs> well, what was our, uh, like, um, our most recent one was I said, I can't remember what the context was, but I said badgies. Now, what do you think I've just said? What word do you think that was? Like the sort of enamel things that you pin onto you know, onto your clothes, they've got a slogan on them. Yeah, no, I was going for the deep fried onion thing. Bargies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bargies. That's a really cute thing in Scotland that you say, like, when, so something's got an ES on the end. So, yeah. like, for example, I'd say doses. If we're talking about, like, doses of the vaccine. Or as I'd say, dozies. Dozies. That's so cute. Yeah. Nicola Sturgeon, our, our very own first minister, mm. um, she says dozies. Yeah. And I think, it's, I think it's the nicest thing. But it does, it leads to some confusion, like the badgies, 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 yeah. bargies. Bargies. Thing. Um, yeah. Or, like, my recent revelation that Sean the Sheep is a pun. But not in my eyes. Shorn the sheep, because you, because I suppose yeah, it's a pun on you shear a sheep. It has been shorn. Yeah. You would say shorn. Yeah, shorn the sheep or shorn the sheep just doesn't work. No, what and I don't. I've lived my whole life not knowing that. I know. Well, that's nice for you though to have suddenly realise the joke. That's true. I'm always Comes learning. Comes that in your dotage. Yeah. I mean, I am used to getting jokes a good couple of years after everyone else. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's only fair. Well, what about the the p words? Um, I think that's. Uh, that is one of just the, the the biggest ways that you can sort of differentiate between a Southern English accent, okay, an RP accent, let's say, because yeah. Southern English includes Cornish, an RP accent and a Scottish accent. Yeah. So, okay, the three words meaning having not much money, poor, um, moving a liquid from one vessel into another, poor, and uh, an animal's little foot. No, oh. uh, poor. <laughs> yeah, so those are all exactly the same in yeah, Europe. Yeah, poor, poor, and poor. Whereas I'd say poor, poor, and paw. Three different pronunciations of my accent. Poor, poor, and paw. So I'm poor. I don't have much money. Say so not to our Patreon. Uh, poor. I'm I'm pouring a glass of wine for myself. And paw. Um, the cat's got a sword paw. That's, it's just amazing. It's remarkable, isn't it? I'm a, such a talented boy. Well, but... especially because I saw a quiz thing recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, like, we saw kind of in our Insta stories someone saying, do these two things sound the same? And we said no, because, you know, I was showing solidarity with Murray saying <laughs> that, I don't know, was it poor? Was <laughs> it about me saying, was it poor I think it poor? might have been, like, poor and poor. So, like, poor as in don't have much money and yeah. p- poor. <laughs> so you could put two syllables in it. Um, yeah, so I was like, no, they don't. And that was apparently the wrong answer. Yeah. The, Which, you know, not casting aspersions. Like, most, you know, I, I imagine that, like, most of the English teachers online probably do sound quite similar to the way I do, or at least that's, that is what they're teaching, that kind of throw the R away, I don't pronounce the R English accent, but it just doesn't reflect that there's so many accents no. in the UK. And, I, and to be honest, like, we're not saying, like, it's a bad thing that RP is, is, well, okay, it is kind of a bad thing that RP is considered, like, the standard, but equally... As someone who learns languages, it, it it is easier if there's like a standard version that you learn first, and then you can sort of wrap your head around all the differences that mm. there might be. It's just when people start claiming that the standard is like better or neutral that the problems start happening. Yeah, because um, I spent a lot of my life being like, oh, I just don't have an accent, which is just bull. <laughs> I think what's interesting about that is you you pretty much have the same accent whoever you talk to, regardless of who, who mm-hmm. you're talking to, yeah. whereas I don't. 
I like the way I speak is quite different. Yeah, you should home. hear him on the phone to his family. I can't <laughs> understand a word that comes out of it. Especially my um, with my gran, um, and like like my grammar is different. I like the I use dialect words like, and that's it's not. I mean, I do slightly do it intentionally now that I'm more aware of these things. I make more of an effort um, to like just so that I don't forget these things basically because I enjoy, I especially enjoy all like all the like mad Scottish things my grand says basically um but yeah whereas I think people with more of an RP accent like you don't necessarily have that experience of like it's also slightly a class thing as well like I'm like I'm not gonna change myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah everyone else can keep up with me yeah it's Um, strange Mm. yeah so that's interesting I think Um, that is a that is a key difference that I don't ever okay maybe if I'm speaking to someone who's very very posh I might posh up a bit as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, partly because I think it was just that level of... I mean, it, I think it kind of goes both ways. It's like there was very famously a former Chancellor of the UK, George oh. Osborne, uh, born Gideon Osborne, <laughs> and a very privileged and went to a very posh school. And there was this footage of him speaking to... Was it people working in a factory? He used to love wearing like a high-vis jacket mm. and a hard hat and going around and kind of pretending to be normal. Um, <laughs> and there was a kind of footage of him talking to people and he'd stop pronouncing the T at the end of words. And now apparently this is a sign of empathy, which does not align with his politics, frankly. No. Um, but it, it you, know, you do sort of naturally switch. So I think I probably would sound a little bit posh around certain people and kind of soften it down a bit and sound a bit less plummy around yeah. certain people but generally I am not conscious of ever changing my accent whereas I feel like for most people with what we could consider a regional accent that is just part of life to make yeah. yourself understood yeah um which is it's all very interesting it isn't well hopefully if you're still <laughs> if you're still here you're still awake come back no don't switch it off no um yeah, I, th- I think there's there's a whole lot more to be said about accents. We have barely scratched the surface. There are, you know, probably hundreds of accents in the UK, aren't there? There's so much variation. Yeah. Um, but we've we've kind of simplified it a bit. We've created an accents guide. Um, and if you've signed up to our Patreon, then you get access to that. Um, you can literally pay a pound a month. A quid. And also the pound is worth about, like... Oh, my God, yeah, fill your boots. <laughs> yeah. Get the seven. Pound, the pound is worthless at the moment. So, um, yeah, if you pay a pound a month to our Patreon, you can get this accent guide, which just goes into more depth than we've been able to do today. Yeah. Um, including giving some examples as well of how people's you know, how people sound, some famous people who have those particular accents and some clips and things like that. You can head to our Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash English, or you can visit our website. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the website because... It's ever so long. Oh, it's so long. Because, you know, because we're too... Help us buy a domain name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're too poor to be able to afford one. Please, um, sir. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you've learned something. I hope you've enjoyed listening to our dulcet tones. And just remember as well, if there's one thing you can take away from this, people who come up with these surveys, it's a complete joke. And, yeah, there's no such thing as a trustworthy or a non-trustworthy accent. And, you know, you find whatever accent sexy, like, that's that's That's, up to you. That's between Um, you and the bedroom. What bedroom? Disgusting. No bedroom. The figurative, the proverbial bedroom. No, I'm not having that. We've already established this as a family show. I'm not I'm having sorry, it. I'm sorry. That's between you and, you know, the Your person conscience. that you find attractive. <laughs> 
Um, so and just yeah. remember, if you make a mistake in English, we probably say that in Scotland. So you're not really wrong. Oh my god! Give a little example of that then to finish on. Okay. Well, I I saw a thing the other day um, for Spanish speakers, and it was saying, "Don't say I will can." say, I will be able to. But actually, some, some older people in Scotland do say, my grand, for example, says, I'll can, I'll can do that, I'll no can do that. Oh. To mean, I won't be able to, yeah, so I will be able to. Don't you dare tell a sweet old grandma that she's wrong. <laughs> and also don't tell Murray's grandma <laughs> that she's wrong. How dare you. <laughs> Look, she's lovely, I just wouldn't mess She'll with her. She'll be coming for you now. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thank Bye. you. Bye.